It's one of those nights where it doesn't feel real. I mean, this is <laughs> this does not feel real. This was a game in which you accepted the loss. You accepted that Taiwan Walker didn't pitch well. You accepted the fact that Francisco Lindor made a brutal error in the first inning. You accepted the fact that they couldn't figure out Aaron Nola. Even Jairus Familia looked dominant in the eighth inning. And this was just a loss. And losses happen. Because as we've learned from many wise baseball men, there are 60 games you're going to win, there are 60 games you're going to lose, and there's about those 42 in between that decide how good you are. This was a loss. This was in that batch of 60 where you just get your ass kicked and you move on. And it sucked and it would have been disappointing and it would have been their first two-game losing streak in a long time, but it was a loss. And then out of freaking nowhere... And there was no point in this ninth inning. I guess maybe when Nimmo got up, but there's no point in this ninth inning before that where you really could take this rally seriously. I mean, did anybody take this rally seriously? Like, when this inning starts and Starling Marte gets an infield hit and it's 7-1 in the ninth inning, are you saying to yourself, here comes the comeback? When Francisco Lindor hits that two-run bomb, You can go one of two ways. One, meaningless home run, or, hey, maybe this is going to get him going. Lindor's been slumping. He even took his slump into the field in this game. Great, this two-run bomb's going to get him going. But you didn't think this was going to lead to something. Even Pete Alonso's double, is that really leading to something? Jeff McNeil's single. Is is something going to happen? Okay, great. Joe Girardi's got to use his closer. Fantastic. If they actually play the next three games, he used Corey Kniebel. But even when Mark Hanna gets that infield hit, are you thinking, here we go, tying run at the plate? Because even I'm not. I'm like, all right. They gave it a nice run. They showed some heart. They showed some fight. Let's pat them on the head. But this isn't going anywhere. And Dom Smith had an at-bat that was frustrating because the 2-2 pitch was probably a strike that he laid off. And then the 3-2 pitch was that balloon curveball that bounced. And he swings at it. Okay, J.D. Davis. Tying run at the plate, but... You don't, can't really see him hitting a game-tying three-run home run, can you? And he rips that double. And I give it to you. At that moment, when J.D. Davis rips the double, and now the tying runs are in scoring position, and here comes that beautifully-haired Travis Jankowski to pinch run, and here's Brandon Nemo, who's been miserable in this game, but you trust Brandon Nemo, right? I'm not alone in that. Brandon Nemo's only hitting about, or at least I think at this point, about 250. He still draws a ton of walks. He didn't have the greatest offensive game, struck out looking, weak ground ball to second base. But for whatever reason, Brandon Nimmo has a little bit of trust. So that was the moment. It took batting around to say, no, could they they really come back? And then Brandon Nimmo rips that base hit up the middle. But even then, even tying the game, coming back from all those runs back, six runs in the ninth inning, you got to take the lead because they have no bullpen to pitch. Unless you just want to use Edwin Diaz in a tie game on the road. So as Starling Marte comes up, I'm thinking to myself, this is amazing. I'm exciting. Pinch myself. I'm watching this game behind on DVR. More on that in a second. But I'm also thinking they got to win this game now. They got to win this game now. Where are they going bullpen wise? I mean, look, was Seth Lugo and Drew Smith available? Sure. But this is a taxed bullpen. That's why Chase and Shreve and Adonis Medina were asked to get 12 outs 
And they did a fantastic job. How great was Chase and Shreve, but especially Adonis Medina. If you're ever going to come back like this, that's what you need. You need long relief to just shut the door. And I said that after the first inning. Hey, they need Taiwan Walker to shut the door. And obviously, they needed innings. That's why he went out there for four. He gives up the back-to-back home runs to Bryce and Castellanos. I think at some point, Buck said, all right, I got to get him out of the game. He also had thrown 80 pitches. But great job by Shreve. Great job by Medina. But even still, ninth inning, you got to win this game now. Especially with those hokey extra inning rules. And Starling Marte... Cinco de Marte. That's not my line. My friend Troy texted me that. He's a, he's a Yankee fan. So it's all him. If you hate that line, blame him. And I'm sure someone else has used it. But Cinco de Marte. With that bomb of an RBI double. Remember, he hit a home run earlier in this game. And remember, he started the whole and rally. Starling Marte earning those Met pinstripes on a random Thursday night in Philadelphia. But see, if this was the old Mets, not that they would have come back from six runs down, they wouldn't have, but how many times in our lives have we been teased only for the closer to just kick us in the balls? Edwin Diaz is not kicking us in the balls so far this season. Edwin Diaz is kicking them in the balls this season. And another powerful one, two, three dominant inning by Edwin Diaz. And I have to say it, he's been great. Am I ever going to fully trust him? Probably not. But for some reason tonight, I did. When Edwin Diaz came in this game and was staring at Roman Quinn, Castellanos left after he got hit too freaking bad. How many Mets have been hit? I had confidence. I believed because everything is different. Everything. This is not a game the Mets win last year, the year before, the year before, the year before that. This may be a game they tease you in, but then they come up short. How many times have we seen that before? But you know what this is? This is some psychedelic 1986 crap. That's what we're witnessing. And, and, you know, from my lips to... Wait, is it from my lips to God's ears? From God's lips to your ears? From somebody's lips... To the baseball God's ears, let this really be 1986. But my God, this is some psychedelic exercising the demons 1986 crap that we're watching here. From that game in St. Louis a few weeks ago to the game tonight, you're not supposed to win these games. And somehow the 2022 New York Mets did. They pulled one out of their ass like we've never seen they stun the Philadelphia Phillies. So let it digest. Seven to one in the ninth inning. Seven to one in the ninth inning. Remember that game in Washington in 2019? Were we up by six runs in the ninth inning or five, whatever the hell it was? And then Edwin Diaz collapsed. No, 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 no. Those guys do the collapsing now. We do the returning from the collapse. Crazy. Crazy. I don't know if it's just the high of the victory, but this is some way. I mean, can you name a better Met victory in the last few years? I think our standard bearer since the playoff run. So take 15, take 16 aside. Let's go post postseason runs. The mess the Mets best victory was probably that game, the Todd Frazier game, as I call it, that Friday night game against the Nationals. 
where it really felt like the Mets were legitimately in the pennant race. Frazier hits that game-tying home run. I think if it was off of Sean Doolittle in the ninth inning. And then Michael Conforto got the game-winning hit, and Michael Conforto got a shirt ripped off, and the Mets had a great weekend. I remember the next night, Luis Guillerme had a big home run, and we got sucked into believing that, wow, the 2019 Mets are in it. They obviously had a lot of brutal losses down the stretch of the season. That season was defined by brutal losses. And so all that game is, it's a nice memory. But I got to tell you, this is the best win since then. And probably better. I mean, find me a better, more satisfying regular season win than coming back from 7-1 to down against the Philadelphia Phillies in the ninth inning. And this was tough because tonight I was really on DVR. A lot of nights I get home, I'm maybe a half hour, 45 minutes behind, maybe an hour behind. And between skipping commercials, you end up catching up. Now you end up eventually catching up to the game. Tonight was not only an early start. You combine that with a massive amount of traffic I hit. Combine that with the fact that I had a little bit of a flood issue in my house that needed to be taken care of. Combine that with the fact that my sons were still up. I didn't start this game till really late. So this was one of those games where you you just kind of tip your hat and say, all right, I'm going to watch this two hours late or whatever it was, an hour and a half late. And as it's 7 nothing in the fifth inning, there is that urge. You know, people have asked me this before. I mean, there's that urge to skip, to to kind of move quickly. And other than you know, maybe hitting the 30-second jump button sometimes between pitches, I needed to stay loyal to the game because you never know. And so I ended up I ended up watching everything. I watched Adonis Medina get through the sixth inning. I watched the Mets do nothing in the seventh inning. I watched the Mets do nothing against Jairus Familia in the eighth inning. And I watched Adonis Medina get his work in and not think much of it because there was no sign of a comeback. This wasn't a chip away kind of game. There was no chipping away besides the Marte home run in the sixth inning. So I remained steadfast on watching this through. And it feels so satisfying. Because in that ninth inning, that miraculous, marvelous ninth inning in which every single human being contributed outside of Dominic Smith We got to witness one of the great ninth inning rallies of all time. Can I nitpick something? Is that okay? Or am I not allowed to do that because the Mets had their best win in years? Okay, so it's it's a nitpick, but it's a follow-up to something I said on the show with Craig earlier in the day where I love Pete. I, I really do. And I think Pete's had such a good offensive year this year in that he is now going the other way. He's ripping singles up the middle. You know, he's not all or nothing. He's at five home runs this year. And look, I think the home runs will come. Obviously, the baseball is not carrying the way we expect. But he has such a solid day today. You know, behind in the count on that double he hit in the ninth inning. So I love Pete. But Dom's better defensively than Pete. And if you don't believe me, why would Buck Showalter, in a game in which Dom Smith is the designated hitter, move Dom to first base in the ninth inning? Now, The Mets win this game, it doesn't matter. But let's just say, hypothetically, the Philadelphia Phillies scored a run in the ninth inning and this game went to the 10th inning. Well, Buck Showalter took Pete Alonso out of the game and Pete Alonso would have been due to lead off the 10th inning. So what this really comes down to, to me, it's kind of simple. And I don't like the move. I think it was a terrible move. But again, 
doesn't matter, right? Mets won the game. It, it turned out not to not to be a thing. But you move your DH to first base. You obviously lose the DH. So the pitcher's spot would have been in this lineup. But you took Pete Alonso out of the game when he was due to lead off a potential 10th inning. And if you're saying to me, well, you got to tighten up the defense, Hev, then why the hell wasn't Dom Smith playing first base to begin with? So I, I know that after a win like this, I probably shouldn't have brought this up because it's like I'm complaining. I'm not complaining. I'm asking a very, I think, fair question, right? I mean, that's a very fair question. I think it is a fair critique to say that. And just so you know, Buck double switched it. So if this game went to the 10th, it wasn't the pitcher spot. It would have been James McCann, which is worse. So if this game went to the 10th, just so you know, James McCann would have let off the pitcher spot replaced Canna. It just, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And what this comes down to is that when Dom and Pete are both playing, Dom should simply play first base. And if not, then he shouldn't come in late for defense because you lose the designated hitter. I don't want to spend any more time on this because as much as I know I'm right, and I think everybody deep down would say, yeah, you're right. That didn't make sense what Buck did. Uh, Let's just be happy. The New York Mets came back from six runs down against the Philadelphia Phillies in the ninth inning and came back and won. Jeff McNeil had two more hits. He's a freaking hit machine. He's Wee Willie Killer reincarnate. Wee Willie Killer reincarnated. Brandon Nimmo comes up with a clutch hit after being miserable in his first three at-bats. And the great Starling Marte comes through with his biggest hit in his major league career. Ladies and gentlemen, your first place, 19-9, even down six in the ninth inning, you can't count them out, New York Mets. Do you believe? It's tough not to.